Good morning and welcome to episode 11 of Inspire Heard, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece. I am here with Jennifer Tovani and Samantha Tredelius, and we are truly excited to spend the next 30 minutes empowering you for the coming week with raw, unedited, mostly because we're not good at editing, and humorous take on life. So good morning, ladies. Good morning. Here we sit today, uh, and it's been one week, one week. Hi, let me try that again. One year since the COVID pandemic started, nobody thought this thing was, okay, maybe some people did. I didn't think this thing would go on for a year. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are one year later. uh, Definitely different people. Definitely learned a lot of new words that we're going to talk about today. A lot of new phrases that we're going to discuss today. (laughs) Um, A lot of new shopping techniques that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Just a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, I was never a big online shopper and COVID sort of forced me to, and I have Amazon Prime, just like every other person, Mm -hmm. but I, I rarely shopped online. And And if I don't um, get a package every day, there's something wrong. Like, like, where's my package today? UPS drivers (laughs) have become our BFFs for sure. Yep. Um, You know, I always say everything's available on the internet, and wow, it really is. It literally is. How about the last year has shown me that? Yeah, I, I, um, I think I've only cried at the grocery store twice. Once was after I had my first daughter, and I was completely overwhelmed and just, like, having a mother meltdown. And the second one was going to the market to buy groceries like after week one of lockdown, or maybe it was like around this time last year. And there was no eggs, there was no bread, there was no milk. No uh, toilet paper. There was no toilet. I mean, I didn't have so much care. I still, I, really- I still don't understand the toilet paper thing. Honestly, like it's not like or you're going to paper towels. I know that was weird. That was really weird. And I wonder like if it was any other product like, it, I think everyone just kept following everyone else. Like, oh, you you have 400 rolls of toilet paper. I need 400 rolls of toilet paper. But then how about when you have to buy the toilet paper that's not the good toilet paper because there is no other toilet paper? Oh, that's just the backup emergency supply to only be used in the case of absolute emergency. The one ply. The, yeah. It's not even one ply. It's like it's like high school toilet paper. If I yeah, it's, it's sandpaper, <laughs> one ply. I don't know. Why are they making that? Why are they selling that? Who's buying that? It's it's for the septic systems and things, yeah. but we don't live there, so it's no. you know. Septic systems I, need sandpaper. I mean, no, they just need one ply because yeah, it clogs the toilet. I get it. I, I ordered online because I started to panic when I went to the you know grocery store and couldn't find any toilet paper i've got six people living in this house if we run out of toilet paper there's a big problem there's three women and three men it is not going to be a good thing so i ordered like 80 rolls of toilet paper and my family thought i was crazy but we used it all within the first i don't know four months Mm -hmm. it's crazy Mm -hmm. what's the backup if you run out what's the backup socks (laughs) okay really I was going to go Kleenex, but. <laughs> Washcloth. <laughs> Here's something interesting. So while at the grocery store, what was the weirdest thing you found yourself buying? I'll be honest. I had every rice product. Uh, I had uh, risotto rice. I had uh, Spanish rice, white rice, brown rice, all kinds of rice. And we don't, we're not a big rice family. Um, and so. About it's a good ration to have. Six, you thought you might become one in, in COVID times? 
I found myself down at the food bank just donating loads of, of carbohydrates and rice because I had bought like an endless supply of that because I thought that was what was going to set me through, uh, you know, the pandemic food, food experience. Um, that was an interesting one for me. Barley was also another one I never had bought before and I bought because it was there. That is odd, Barley. Uh-huh. I, don't, uh-huh. I don't know that I bought anything weird. I think I just, um, like, who orders online from beverages and more and then does curbside pickup of <laughs> cases of wine? Like, who thought that was a thing? Uh, everyone during the pandemic. Everyone. <laughs> Remember in the early days? Like, that's what we were all doing. And I was like, this is, this is weird. Costco cartfuls of alcohol. That's what people were buying. Totally fine. I never had used Instacart before, but going to the grocery store became such a stressful, like gloves and, you know, then you had to wipe down every, it was so, it just would stress me out so much that I was like, I'm going to try this Instacart thing. And I actually found for the regular like Safeway situation, it became, it's expensive, right? But for Costco, because I don't know about you, whenever I go into Costco for three things, I walk out of there spending $400 on- Nobody shit. goes to Costco for three things. That Nobody. I do not need. Well, like you need eggs, you need milk, you need bread, whatever, right? So Instacart allows me to literally only spend maybe a little bit more, but I'm actually ahead of the game because I'm not doing the impulse Costco shopping. So I think that's kind of something fun that I've learned as a, as a plus and not having to deal with Costco is great because that's just actually I, I will say I think every time I've gone into Costco over the last well I'll say year but I, honestly I, I don't go in that often so maybe the last six months I'm dying laughing because everybody shopping in there is shopping with their iPhone in front of them or their smartphone mm-hmm. in front of them they're all Instacart shoppers it's like ah. me and 50 Instacart shoppers it's perfect no they, yeah. they figured it I out I think I'm the only one that shops for myself at Costco anymore <laughs> it's okay. you know it's, it may it's be not- it well, they have instituted the self-checkout, uh, which is a great thing. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that at Costco yet. It's good. It's good. I like, I like to just not have to deal with anyone. So I wrote down some of my favorite terms of the last 12 months. Um, and one that I'd like to start with is super spreader. Okay. <laughs> Who knew what a super spreader was until the Rose Garden? Outside the jelly knife? <laughs> until the Rose Garden ceremony with... Uh, what was the gal, the, the new Supreme Court justice? She was the super, she was the first like kind of super. Oh, Amy, Amy. Um, Amy Coney, oh. is that her Amy name? Amy Barrett, is Amy that her Barrett? name? Uh, she had three names, I don't remember. I should know who she is. Anyways, um, that was my first uh, understanding of like a super spreader. And then all of them came down with the COVID. Uh, that was kind of a new, a new. The COVID, that's another word. The COVID or the Rona. Yeah, or the Ronis, as my daughters call it, the Ronis. They've kind of combined it into they, one. Yeah, they've got their own their own version. I like it. Flattening but, the curve, also another fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anytime we were walking, you know, walking became a big event of the day because we were stuck inside. Because that's all inside. we were allowed to do. Right, so we'd go walking. But anytime you'd see a congregation of more than two people in a park or something, it was like, oh, is that a super spreader? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Are we going to walk by and it's going to attach itself to us and we're going to catch this thing, the Rona? Social distancing, also a word I could do without forever, um, which they've now said that the social distance is, um, or the, it's now not six feet, now it's three feet. Have you heard this? 
On just the recently. This is a new breakthrough, guys. Yeah. Um, social pod. Okay. Another word that I'm not really into, social pods. Um, essential. Yeah, it's the bubble. The bubble. Yes, that the we, we were bubble. allowed to have our social bubble. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Essential. Essential workers. Uh, Wuhan. Also another word I did not know. Or wet market. I was unaware of what a wet market was prior to the COVID experience. Um, I'm still not sure what that is. <laughs> I, I don't really, I, I don't know, fully understand it. New normal. Okay. This is a new word for us. Yeah, let's hope this isn't normal. Let's hope this is not the new normal. I do not want to continue this for any more years to come. One is good. Uh, Dr. Scarf and Fleece and I had many discussions about Dr. Uh, Burks and her scarfs. Uh, she, she was somebody. She's got a scarf collection like nobody's business. Nobody's business. And every day they were different. And sometimes I think they were somewhat highlighting of where she was at in her mental state within her <laughs> role uh, there at the White House. Uh, I miss her. I miss her scarfs. And I don't know where she is. Is she, is she okay? Has anyone seen yeah, we her? Haven't, we haven't seen her since the end of the administration. Right, she's... she's but there's a lot of people, people we haven't seen since the end of the last administration. They, I think they're just all in recovery. They are. They, they're, <laughs> in, they're in a 90-day program, just, just trying to get out. How about Dr. Fauci? I mean, this guy, he has been my just crusader of this experience. And I live for him and his updates. I live for him on the news. <laughs> I, I love to watch him in response to something ex-president Trump had said. The looks on his face on the news when he's just rolling his eyes. He, the at guy president has no filter Trump. and I'm, I'm there for it. I <laughs> yeah. am there for it. It is how, all good. How about the 12, uh, 12 p.m. news conferences every day where you were like, okay, what is it today? Like Every day. You'd every wake up and, and wait to, to hear what... New. Are we flattening the curve? <laughs> <laughs> or who's going to be pissed off and being yelling at in the press room? Or, you know, what, what nonsense is coming out of just society in general? It was just, I don't know. I've never been so glued to the news and terrified of the news at the same time. Um, the word Karen was also something we learned about this last 12-month period. Yeah. And apologies to all people actually named Karen. It's a beautiful name. It is. I, I like the name Karen. Oh, and out, of, out of context, they've, they've been thrashed a little bit. I'm sorry, Karens. You know what? Mm -hmm. I have a lot. I have two dear friends that are Karens, and they are fantastic women. Um, but the concept of Karen, I think, has been something that has always been there. Um, and, and now um, we have a name for it. Now we have a name for it. And, you know, thank you. Thank you, world. And what is that exactly? It's it's like a woman who's bitchy or up in everybody's Entitled. face or complaining. Right? Entitled. Entitled. I'd like to speak to your manager. My name's Karen. Um, <laughs> Karen is just kind of this person that is like, you know, she thinks she's kind of above it all. And I believe she's God's gift to the world. And so therefore she's going to let you know if there's any inconsistencies with anything. Yeah. Um, or the person that's like arguing with someone at the, at the grocery store. I mean, that's a Karen, right? The rules don't apply to her. Yeah. She, she's I, I know a, a few Cheryls that are like that too. <laughs> like, let's just, I know. Why, did they, why did they become Karen? Like, I, 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 
like why why weren't they Cheryl's? Well, why that name? Yeah. That is a good, that is a good question. I don't uh, know who thought of that? Who was the person? I want them to call in. <laughs> like, who was the person that coined that term? the origin of that, of that name? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't it start though when the woman was in Central Park and she was uh, screaming at the African-American man who was bird watching? And then her dog, do you remember this? this is was that how, it, yeah, yeah, I remember then, it. Is that how it started? I then there was, was something like that. And there was a woman who was yelling at, uh, a black man for writing uh, Black Lives Matter on his own wall in front oh, of was, his house. That was here in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Right. Was she Karen? Because she, she was a Karen. She definitely sounds Karen-ish. Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of just kind of things that stemmed from a lot of the things that were going on and these, these people that were crazy. Oh my gosh, you know what I was thinking about? Do you remember the, the couple with the guns? that we're doing the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that, was in, that was in Florida. Was I mean, all that stuff happens in Florida. Standing <laughs> outside their house with their firearms, like what? Where are we and who are these people? That was also something that I found fascinating in 2020. That was a very popular couple's Halloween costume last year. Not that anybody went to any Halloween parties, but I did see a handful of couples dressed as those, I can't, I can't remember their name, but those people. So that leads us to like the virtual parties and things like that. Like people had oh, virtual, virtual Halloween parties virtual? and I know. virtual everything. It's like, yeah, oh, I, I know, I know. I, I, I'd like to live in, in, in real life. I know. Real I life. Help, please. I was, I was, I was doing a couple of those at first because it was like, I needed something to look forward to. It was fun at first, but yeah. then everything became virtual. And it was like lipstick. It was hats. It was great hair. It was martinis. Uh, and then it just kind of like, everyone just kind of got over it. Um, and you found that you kind of just didn't want to, you didn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> Even though you weren't really talking in general, I just found like, I didn't want to be not antisocial. I think I was discussing this with a girlfriend yesterday just about what this experience has done to us as individuals and how we now interact with each other and how we want to be around each other is very different. Um, and now moving forward, what that will look like, um, you know, as far as how we interact in society. I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm a definitely a changed person. What's your, what's your level of interest right now today to get together in a big groups say like we used to go to i'm going to throw an example out like we'd go to these fundraisers and you'd be in this ballroom with three or four hundred people right like what's your level of interest scale of one to ten in doing something like that today if if uh covid was heard heard herd immunity there's heard another one i'm tired of um but if it was if, if it was completely controlled you know a la the flu zero like i have no desire yeah like I anything more than about eight or 10 people, I, I'm like, well, no, thanks. No, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I went to dinner last night with the family and uh, I was fully prepared to sit outside because that's what we do. We sit outside and there was nowhere to sit outside. So I was like in a full like, like cheetah, you know, beret. I was ready for, for the elements. And they had one table right by the door. There was no one else in the restaurant and it was inside. And I was... And, PJ was like, yeah, we'll sit here. And I was so freaking uncomfortable sitting inside a restaurant, uh, you know, with maybe one other table to the side. Um, and I, he was like, what is the matter with you? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm just like, I'm not ready. 
I'm not ready. I don't know why. Will it, will we, how long is this going to take for us to go back to feeling n- normal, quote unquote? It's going to take a while. And I think, you know, for myself anyway, when I'm in public spaces, it's going to be a long time before I take off my mask. Like I hate masks and I hate the word mask and I don't really want to wear a mask. But at the same time, if I'm on an airplane, I'm going to wear a mask because we've also seen the reduction in colds and flus just from washing our hands and wearing masks all the time. So it can kind of help all those things, but it has changed us. We, it's- okay, here's, here's another one. Mask me. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh Tired my of God. that one. And by the way, I, if I get a zit on my forehead, I, I have found that I actually can't blame that on my mask. No. <laughs> um, I try though. What about your brow game? Like I was never really into the eyebrows. I was kind of always like, they're there. I'm going to give them a little zhuzh. But now because it's such a focal point because of the mask, everyone's brow game. And I'm looking at both of your brows right now. They look good. Okay. You guys have figured this out. This is good. I have new brow products just because of that. And right? yeah. It's- How about when we couldn't go get our nails done? And for that's like my one luxury thing like I love doing is getting my nails done and I was sitting there like after after I realized like it was six weeks into this and like we were not going back to the nail salons for a while and so I would do like nails and with my girls and we would do like the Manny Patty situation at the house and um I really have a whole new like I always loved getting my nails done but now that's like such a like it was more maintenancey before and now it's like straight luxury like yes I love it. Well, you realize how much more difficult it is to do for yourself. I mean, it's not good at it. It's know? not hard. It's not easy. My toes look like a four-year-old painted them every time. It's just, <laughs> it's not a good situation for anybody at all. Um, I also got really tired of what's for dinner forever because I felt <laughs> like between feeding everybody and doing laundry, those were the two consistent things that did not change through the last year. Uh, I've never cooked so much in my life and I like to cook, but now I don't really want it. I mean, I just, I like to cook when I decide I want to cook and, um, boy, like I ran out of ideas after like four months, I ran out of ideas and I don't like, I like to have delivery. It's never, it's never warm. Like it's not hot when you get it. It's just, it's not the same. So I know we could go, I did restaurants and I did the takeout, you know, but it's not the same. Like generally I'll either cook or we'll go out and losing the going out thing, like cooking all the time. All the time. It was exhausting. It was completely exhausting. I started doing the Martha Stewart, uh, Marley and me boxes, kind of like the blue apron, you know, just to change it up a little bit. My God. But then you get like, cause I've got the little people, you know, it's too spicy. I don't like that. I don't what is it. this? I don't know what this is, Samantha. And so I just kind of said to hell with it all. We're just gonna we're just gonna look at each other and figure out what's in the cupboard and just eat it. There's some barley in the cupboard. <laughs> just eat it. <laughs> yeah, we got rice. We could have rice tonight. We have a lot of rice, you guys. Just figure it out. <laughs> I, I tell you, I had a lot of fun this week though. Um, on social media, it was like a lot of people were posting oh, here's the last thing I did before we went into lockdown. You know, this was the, this was the last birthday gathering with friends. This was the last trip I took. 
you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of been fun to see where everybody was a year ago and what we were all doing a year ago and um, how it's changed, right? And, and, and how we and, had no idea what was like up in front of us at all. We had all. no idea what was coming. We thought when we were quarantined, you know, back last March, what, 13th, that it was going to be two weeks. Yeah, they said started out with two like week two, quarantine. And that we're all like, okay, vacation. I cleaned every cupboard. I, I went through my clothes. I did all these projects and I felt so accomplished. And then as time went on, <laughs> nothing got accomplished. I was lucky to get a walk in or it, it was just very depressing. We just, I had I a list of projects that I was going to do during quarantine since we were all stuck at home. Um, I, I got through one. I'm just not good at that. So I actually kind of flipped the script on myself because I had this like looming house remodel thing that was like something I've been trying to do for the last like eight years and just was like freaked out about it, never could commit, like didn't know where to start. And so about three weeks into quarantine, the kitchen cabinets were literally falling off. And so I said to PH, I was like, listen, uh, either we're going to fix this house or we're going to have to move because like, if we're going to be stuck here for however long, like this needs to happen. So I literally became this like general contractor woman and ripped <laughs> the bandaid off and completely like that was my project. And every, you know, month or so we would do, we, we've completely redone the whole house, which has been really kind of a nice diversion. Um, but it, it was, I think something that really was something that was kind of brewing, but I'd never had the time to do. And so like, yeah. I really did it. And I'm really like, I feel like, I feel like I accomplished something really huge in that respect. Um, Talk about spring cleaning. That's like a massive rehaul. But just like douching your life, right? Just like throwing everything away. It was like a move basically. Cause every room was redone. So you had to like go through and throw all the stuff away. And like, I kind of realized like, I'm not a hoarder, but the things that I hold on to sometimes I'm like, why do I need this item anymore? So I, we had a company come and haul out like truckloads of junk and it felt so like just liberating and great. Um, but yeah, that was like my one big project that I really focused on and it was, it was fun. It was a lot less overwhelming, I think, once you get going. Uh, but I don't know that I'd ever want to live through it again, full time. It's a lot and you have two young kids. And, and the pets. Desk. And, the, and you know what else was kind of funny? because I did take on this general esh role was managing all the personalities of all the people that were like, cause I had hired all the people to do all the work and you've got all these different personalities. Like the window guy would fight with the stucco guy and you know, they wouldn't like the way somebody was doing something. So I remember one morning going out there and being like, okay, ladies, listen, listen, here we go. Like, here's, <laughs> here's what's going to happen. Here's our desired result. So, you know, getting to use those skills was really fun. Maybe that's a new job you could offer as just GC for, you know, I don't, people's I don't know. Re, remodels. I show it. No. Yeah, I don't just, know. Just no. Just, <laughs> just no. Yeah, I don't think I'd have the patience to deal with people and their uh, like emotional state because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of, it's a lot of time and energy and there's a lot of emotions. And I just, I don't think I can handle it. Talk about having appreciation for people in those roles. It's a lot to manage groups of people and all the subcontractors, they don't all get along. It's, no. it's a big undertaking. No, and the, good, sure. the good teams work really well together. So it's kind of interesting to uh, watch. How about the remote officing and not going to work anymore? Because I know, Stacey, you used to go to the office in the city yeah. every day. 
Yeah. I know I used to. How weird, do you think that like society is going to go back to a full office experience? I don't think we'll ever go back to a full office experience. I think, um, and, and actually this leads to what I was going to ask you, like, what do you see for the coming year? Because I think, you know, everybody talks about getting back to normal and everyone says, oh, I don't want to get back to that normal. I don't want to be back to what it was. But I do think it's very easy to slip back into exactly what it was, mm-hmm. where we're overscheduled and we're all running around a million miles an hour. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's good for any of us, but I do think this has shown employers that um, people can do their jobs without sitting in an office, that there's, there's, um, I don't want to say trust factors, not the right word, but, but there is, um, you know, imp- empowerment to the employees to, to be able to manage themselves and get this done. And I think, I think a lot of companies probably were far more effective than they expected to be as we transitioned into this world of no offices. But I'll tell you, it breaks my heart when I go into downtown San Francisco or downtown pick your city. And, um, and it's so empty and so quiet and they're, they're, there was, uh, there was something very exciting and enjoyable for me when you would go into uh, the heart of a city and the energy and the vibe and the activity mm-hmm. that was happening there. And um, I miss that. Yeah. So I yeah. do hope that there's some normalcy that comes back to that. And I do hope there is some officing that comes back. And I, I want to see that energy back into our urban areas. All the empty storefronts, you know, just walking by uh, in every town that I've been through. There's so many little shops that have closed and things like that, that that's the sad part is that, you know, so many business went, businesses went out of business. Um, it'll be interesting to see what moves in there. Um, and, and I hope that comes back for sure. But I also think the idea of having to be in an office every day, go to work, do this, do the, do the, do the thing um, is very different now. And companies with heavy travel and, you know, flying across the country for a freaking lunch meeting when you can have a, have a virtual call and get the same thing accomplished. And, you know, I used to spend an hour and a half to go to work downtown every single day, an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. And it sucked. And that was three hours of the day, essentially, that I was traveling that, you know, you don't need to do anymore. People don't need to do anymore. Yeah, but the flip side of that is I feel like companies now are expecting that the workday becomes longer. That hour and a half now, it's so easy for us to roll out of bed, walk into an office or you know, walk over to your dresser where you keep your laptop or whatever it is, right? And start working at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's not because you're going to knock off at 2. It is just that it's so easy to just roll or there's work. I think there's more work being done on the weekends now because we live in our offices. So that three hours, I feel like for a lot of people that three hours didn't go back to the individual who owned it. Mm -hmm. It went to the employers and the jobs. And I don't think that's healthy at all. No, there needs to be definitely some balance. And I think that there will be a hybrid version of whatever this rebirth looks like. Um, And I think it's kind of, it's scary for commercial real estate. It's scary for the urban scene of cities. Um, But it's also very, you know, 
interesting for small business owners or, or you know, like we moved a lot, our office to Phoenix. And so we're here in the Bay Area and we've got a whole office running in Phoenix. And my husband was like, this is never going to work if I can't fly and be there. And, you know, for the last year, he's been here um, and it's worked. And so I think in some ways it's opened us up to realizing that there's different capabilities. Um, but it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what, what that new workspace looks like for us moving forward. Um, are, you, are you saying you had to pivot? You know what? Thank you for bringing up that word because that was something I wanted to chat about as well. Can we take that out pivot. of Webster's? Pivot. Yeah. That and hybrid. Oh. You we were just talking about hybrid this and that. There's hybrid everything now. Hybrid cars, hybrid schooling, hybrid yeah. work situations. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Even... I think this, bringing up the school was the other one, was the, the, having the total different idea and understanding of schooling for our kids and these teachers and what they do. I mean, I've always had mad respect, but like after being put in the position that we all were, like, oh my God, like these men and women deserve whatever they want, okay? Whatever they want, I'm ready to give it to them. These people are amazing. They certainly um, deserve bigger salaries, that's for sure. Because yes. talk about working 24-7, they kind of already did that. And then COVID and all this hybrid learning and vi virtual this and that, they've had to put in 10 times more um, hours than they did before. It's just incredible how much time. So kudos to the teachers. Well, and okay, here's, here's the, the, good, the good part of that. I think kids who didn't like to go to school found out they actually like to go to school. <laughs> yes. Right? And some kids did really well and some kids really had a hard time. So everyone's like, not only us adults have had to learn a lot, we've learned a lot about our, our kids, our significant others, our lifestyles. I think all in all, it's been a 12 month, I don't even want to call it a learning experience, it's kind of been like a rebirthing experience. Of it's been one fat social experiment. And I'm I would like to wrap it up with the findings and move on. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, this has been such a year and we're all ready to move on to the future. Uh, to wrap up, we would like to thank our listeners for spending time with us today. Um, if you need to contact us, you can reach us at contact at inspired.com. We hope you pulled a nugget or two out of this chat to help you get through the week. For more Inspired, please follow us on Podbean where you can find our new episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. And we're looking forward to share more grown-up girl talk with you next week. And until then, be inspired. <laughs>